0: Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee, the internet's. Oh, yeah.
1: No, what? What are we?
0: (laughs) The internet's premier podcast for making people watch glee again which yeah i guess <laughs> I, I don't know if that was really our intention but here we are
1: you know i don't think watching glee is all that in of an experience discussing it s- certainly is <laughs> certainly
0: sure yeah thinking is hard um <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it it's like one of those things where without really a second thought, it is sort of like fun. The colors are bright. All the <laughs> twisting camera shots where everything is just spinning, spinning, spinning makes you feel alive. And, right. Um, yeah. Then you really think about it and it's like, hmm, this show is garbage. <laughs> um, so today I went to Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. I go to Whole Foods occasionally because it's like close to my work and... Um, sometimes they won't charge me for guac on the burritos if my sweater is tight enough. What's up? Um, yeah, but this Whole Foods is always, like, swarming with cops. There's, like, at least one patrol car in the parking lot every single time I've been there. Which is a lot. I mean, I don't go to Whole Foods all the time. I'm not rich. Um,
0: (laughs) Sure, sure.
1: But, like, why? Why do you think there's cops at the Whole Foods?
0: I mean, where? I mean... Just when I think in my mind of who goes to Whole Foods a lot, um yeah. hippies, right? And they probably smoke a lot of marijuana. So,
1: well, you know the thing is that you got to have your money for weed. You can't spend right. it all on Whole Foods food because you gotta. That's well, why you eat but, the Taco Bell because Taco Bell's cheap.
0: May, but and maybe, maybe that can... makes it maybe maybe that makes it the perfect place to do your weed mm-hmm. deals because like if you're if you're working at Whole Foods oh, and you're also oh, selling so weed. You- yeah
1: oh so you're saying that like a, a cashier at whole foods side gig uh, oh, that would make sense they do have dreadlocks
0: that that's, or it's that's a stereotyping
1: um on my part but they're also like white people with dreadlocks so they're sort of inviting stereotyping honestly <laughs> well,
0: and, and i was gonna say maybe it's a cop who's pretending to be a cashier at whole foods who's also <sighs> pretending to be a drug dealer to sting people and that's why they have a patrol car there every day because that's how he gets well, to work.
1: No, there's like full on cops, like cops in cop gear, like just roaming around the Whole Foods all the time. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I mean, are people trying to steal from this Whole Foods? I don't know. But if they are like, how about you chill out? Like, I'm I'm just trying to have a chill, like grocery (laughs) store experience. I don't need to see like the they always stand at like the end of cashier things, like where the baggers usually stand. And it's like, Hmm. what? Get out of here. they have one of those like Amazon um like drop off places
0: oh, in this okay. Whole
1: Foods, so maybe it's that. Maybe people are like stealing packages. Well I, thing. I was gonna say somehow. you brought
0: up you brought up the fact that rich people shop at Whole Foods. Maybe it's yeah. just to make rich white people feel more comfortable. Probably. Security theater. It,
1: it makes me feel the opposite of comfortable. Well, <laughs> like, right, I don't, but
0: We've established you're like not rich, it. so yeah. Um, well,
1: I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I listen. I can't shop at Whole Foods all the time, but like I can shop there. I, I'm a modicum of rich in well, but, comparison to other people. Maggie, I just don't want cops yeah. in my food experience at
0: all. No, I know. I'm just saying that like there are like old white women who, who only go to Whole, Whole Foods, foods. Yeah. and they don't yeah. like seeing brown people anywhere so
1: yeah you know the weird thing is that i'd say the majority of people who shop there um like at least the people that i see are like sort of like young hipster looking yes like lots lots of people of color in, in in that area i don't know whatever this whole foods is weird it's the whole <laughs> foods on carlisle and indian school if it whoa yeah calling them out <laughs> There is there is a street in Albuquerque named Indian School. We're not going to get into it right now, but it is some bullshit. Um,
0: yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah. Um. So if you if you go to that Whole Foods and you see these cop cars, like, let me know your theories. Like, I got to know. But anyway, <laughs> that's the cold open.
0: Great. We're gonna. Um, we're, we're going to do
1: the Glee episode now. Yes. I, I had this long tangent because this Glee episode is boring.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Like, <laughs> Especially... So, yeah. So, the episode we're talking about, the episode in question here, is Season 4, Episode 19, Sweet Dreams, which, yeah. ironically, is something you would say to someone right before they fall asleep. Um,
1: yeah, this is sort of like a lullaby, because <laughs> it is boring. Uh, yes. It is... Uh, let's see. Uh, directed by Elodie Keane and written by Ross Maxwell. What are the. It's episode 19 of season four, by the way.
0: Yes. And uh, it originally aired on April 18th, 2013, with 6.14 million viewers, which is down from last week's 6.67 million. Probably because this one, you know, didn't feature the threat of gun violence. So. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: probably. I I'm looking through the Wikipedia page. This is actually Corey Monteith's final appearance in
0: Whoa, All of
1: Glee. That's what it says on here.
0: Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh okay. Oh,
1: that really changes the game for <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, no
0: kidding. Wow! Um, um, wow! Wow! Okay. Um. Well, I guess that's something we're gonna have to cover next week. Um. Which. <laughs> Oh gosh, but um yeah, I mean let's
1: Wait, well, oh. I don't think next week is is that episode.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I mean Okay, it's well It's not. Huh.
1: The the episode about that is not even in season 4 cuz we the next two, well the next three are Lights Out, Wonderful and All or Nothing. And the one about sure. Finn is called like Football Star or something like that. Let me huh. let me browse through Season 5 really quick here.
0: Okay, well, I don't... It's,
1: I, it's Episode 3 of Season 5, The Quarterback.
0: Hmm, okay, well... So... I feel like it might come up, though, based on some of the things that happen in this episode. Or, like, something maybe. weird might happen, so...
1: I mean, they have to address it, because, like, this episode, it, we're supposed to be yeah. leading into, like, Finn being here more often.
0: Right, so... Man, that really, okay. that really, okay, well, let's, let's so, get into the episode. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we start the recap with like, we started with a gunshot, but had a
0: choice, yeah, no by kidding. the way. Because this one um, didn't have a warning. This one doesn't have anything. So like. No,
1: it just started with like a big loud gunshot noise. Yeah.
0: Which is terrible. Also,
1: they reused that fucking shot through yes. that goddamn Pringles can. Which, um,
0: yeah, not good. Yeah. Not we also good. go
1: over the the Finn Emma kiss and the yep. problems that Finn and Will are having, and also the funny girl audition. All of this is addressed in the recap. And then we get into the actual episode. We start the first act is um, three monologues, basically. Yes. Yep. Uh, the first one is Finn's. He's at college, um, Lima U.
0: Yeah, University of Lima. What? Which
1: exists.
0: Apparently. um, his- and Yeah, go for it.
1: Based on, like, things that happen in this episode, it's sort of like, how long has Finn been here? Like, is yeah. he taking gen ed classes? Or is he, like, right into his degree? Like, Whoa. very confusing. Um, yeah. He starts the monologue by saying that he didn't go to college because he was afraid of it. And I was like, oh, I thought you didn't get in. Funny.
0: <laughs> There's also that. Um, now, uh, it's weird because it... You get some, like, community college vibes with, like... Especially because he just starts classes. Like, this definitely isn't the beginning of a school year. Oh, no, no,
1: no. This is, like, mid-spring.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's a really weird time to be starting. Um, But he also lives in a dorm, which
1: is weird. And it's also, like warm enough for people to be wearing swimsuits outside
0: yeah well because here's here's the real tea like it's March in
1: Ohio like what
0: is the weather there (laughs) yeah like the really I mean the most terrible thing about learning that this is Cory Monty's last appearance is this episode starts with an homage to a meme um Mm, the Harlem Shake like Jesus Christ, they do it three yeah. times in this scene alone, which I wrote a note that I was like, it's just as annoying and everywhere as it was in real life. Like, ta-da. you know,
1: I, I made a point to not consume any Harlem shake.
0: Oh, I'm so proud of you ever
1: because I knew of it. And I was like, this is bad. Yeah, I I don't want any part of this.
0: I'm I'm a real um, like, I mean, obviously, this is our show. We hate glee. But I'm yeah. also really not a fan of like internet like trend memes that have to do especially oh. like video memes. Like those ones no, are okay. the worst. Like, so
1: the mannequin yes. challenge. Yes. No. Like I I just I I don't think that it can it's a really an art form that can be improved upon by no. doing like <laughs> a thousand times. Well, when, you know, like yeah, I, like yeah. once one person has done the ice bu- bucket challenge, like <laughs> I can just watch that. I don't need to watch like I... 5,000 people doing the ice bucket challenge. More than that, really. But like, right. I, I feel you. Right. And it makes it, it feels a little <laughs> fuddy duddy. Feels a little like yeah. just sort of cynical and terrible. But Harlem Shake is okay. For one, it here it definitely feels like weirdly appropriative because everyone's white.
0: <laughs> yep. And it's yep. Just,
1: it's just not great. the The way that they portray college is like so tropey and weird. <laughs> like, well, that was just
0: <laughs> when I was talking to Chris about it. He was like, "I think Ryan Murphy never went to college, and this is just what he thinks <laughs> yes. it is."
1: Like... Yes, absolutely. This is like Ryan Murphy being like, "This is what college is like," right? Well, I mean, and everyone I, else is like, sure, yes, because n- the conspiracy. No one who wrote for Glee went to college. <laughs> well, I was they gonna... all watched. They all no. watched Animal House while they were high on ecstasy, <laughs> and wrote this.
0: Like, I wouldn't. I, I, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised necessarily. Mostly because now that I think about it, I was gonna say, but Ryan Murphy worked on Scream Queens, which yeah. like has more of this like college trope but that's bullshit. Not real. But college that's not it either. either. Yeah, they just show like a sorority yeah. that never goes to class. Like mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, he okay, nope, confirmed. None of them ever went to college. <laughs> they have no idea. They're just writing all these tropes. Ugh. I mean But uh yeah.
1: Finn is like really he's happy at college. He's feeling yeah. good about it because he doesn't have to be a kid, but he doesn't have to be an adult either. <laughs> he's living in that, you know, weird liminal space mm-hmm. and I, I wrote that he should feel comfortable here because everyone's a terrible dancer.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He fits um, right in.
1: <laughs> and then he goes to like his dorm room. Cause like you said, he's living in a fucking dorm, I guess. <laughs> um, and even though it, so it looks like sep- like September fall ish in all right. of these scenes, by the way, like the way that the sun is, I guess, I don't know. Uh, and Puck is just here
0: yes he's no like i <laughs>
1: asleep in there and uh, finn wakes him up and he's like where's my roommate where's some sort of strange chinese name roommate and um puck's like oh i threatened him to leave yes i'm living here now for the bettys and the brews
0: yeah i i also wrote puck is here for no reason um he's like...
1: here to be like finn's guardian angel sort of.
0: <laughs> well, that comes up more later. At this point it just seems like he's here to be like, I don't know, a hanger on for college. Like Yeah,
1: like a weird like party wingman. Yes. But also wearing fedoras and having a soul patch and like no friends other well, than and, Finn.
0: And he's not taking classes. He's not going to school here. He just oh, no, no, no. lives in the dorm, which again seems improbable. Um I don't think they let you do that, but Mhm. I mean, the University of Lima doesn't exist, so who knows?
1: So the next monologue is Rachel's. Yes. She is uh, playing dress-up in her section of the loft. She is, like, putting on all these, like, (laughs) Barbara-y things. Uh, She also sees a five-year-old version of herself um, as she's talking about, like, the first time she saw Funny Girl. It's like this little girl just like sitting in front of a TV staring at it, and Rachel, like looking at her adoringly, like, Yes, wow, I was cute.
0: <laughs> it's so Rachel, <laughs> like that is such a Rachel thing to do. I love it. she
1: has a lot of like weird hallucinations this episode, <laughs> uh, and she's been having a few, like there was one where she like, do you remember the song where she sang with herself? Oh
0: yes, it was lovely, such an but amazing it, thing. It,
1: She's having like a psychotic break, but it's fine because it's all positive. She doesn't feel, she doesn't, like, she's not doing negative things to herself. She's yeah. feeling
0: good. It's, it's really helping her life more than harming it. So.
1: Yeah, because Brody's not there anymore. Um, and, she's, and she's auditioning
0: for her dream role on Broadway. True. Funny yeah. girl. Fanny Bryce. This
1: psychotic, this psychotic break is really giving her sort of a. Uh, th- you know, momentum Yes, to follow her dreams. Uh, And we see her Barbara shrine. It oh has my God. various yes. Barbara memorabilia. There's a hello dolly feather. There's a, a yarmulke from Le- uh, Yentl. Yep. There is uh, th- like pictures of her husbands and her lover. And um, Rachel's like, ah, yes, let me stroke all of
0: these. Yes.
1: Let me <laughs> imbue myself with Barbara's essence. And, yes. She wants to rededicate herself to the art of being Barbara.
0: Yes. I think the the big takeaway from this scene is that Rachel's plan is to just become mm-hmm. the new Barbara Streisand. She's not really yes. looking to become yep. anything else. She just wants to be Barbara, which we've always known that. That's kind of been her I, thing forever. Yeah.
1: I, I'm glad that they're just like saying it.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, and one of my favorite parts is she calls... The role of Fanny Bryce on Broadway, quote, the King Lear of musical theater, which yeah. I don't know what that means, but I love it. Like,
1: <laughs> No, I think it's true, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yes. So
1: we get a break from the monologues in the next scene. Roz is here, Coach Roz, mm-hmm. pl- played by Nene Leakes of Housewife fame. Uh, she's back from North Korea. Yeah. Because she's been there. Yes. Um okay. Okay. And <laughs> she's back for the cheerio's because she was welcomed back and here she is. Yes. And she, uh, then like she says something about, they this is the only time they really address the school shooting um in the last episode except for a few things that Marley says um which is not great no you know i I, i would sort of hope that this episode would be primarily concerned with what happened in the last episode but it is
0: not No, I mean, we we get, like you're saying, we get this here where she makes a, quote, joke about shootings, which Mm. is not great. Um, And then later, like you're saying, Marley says some stuff, but like, yeah, it's not great. There's not. Like,
1: Roz's whole, like, thing here is she's like, oh, you're all overreacting. Right. Like, this isn't a big deal. And both Shannon and Will are like, what? Yes. Um, Well, Yeah. and then Roz just kind of fucks off. She goes somewhere else. And uh, Shannon tells Will that he needs to patch up his stuff with Finn or all of his squirrels are going to escape the fence, whatever that means, um, and tells Will an anecdote about how she made amends with her sister Denise when Cooter was being, um, let me check my notes here, oh, the I, biggest I, asshole in yeah,
0: the whole world. Yeah, we, we get confirmation that Denise Beast is a real person. De-
1: Denise does exist, yes. <laughs> I remember you, like, making that comment um, back when we were watching that episode. And when I was writing these notes, I was like, oh, confirmation. Denise does exist. Yes. Or she's continuing the ruse to, like, (laughs) I don't know, convince Will to do the right thing. I don't know if it really is the right thing to, like, have Will and Finn reconnect because they're obviously, like, sort of negative influences on both of their, lo- like, each other's lives. Yeah. Like, with- yeah. think about it this way. Without Will and Finn's life, Finn has gone to college. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, that's one of the things that, like, really I have a lot of issues with this episode is that, one, Emma is never brought up ever like she's not
1: in it either
0: she's in the recap but that's it right which honestly what i wanted was a scene where like finn and emma chat and emma's like and like finn is like well i don't know like i don't i hate like he was like finn kissed you and stuff and emma's like hey you know what like that was between me and finn and like i personally just don't really want to like deal with it anymore and i don't want to see finn and like if they had just said it i would have loved it because instead it comes off as this weird thing where will is like oh i'm hurt and finn's like fuck you and then (laughs) Will is like well
1: i think what they're sort of working past now is that like truth sesh that they have where will was like i gave you the glee club because i pitied you because you're a failure (laughs) yes and finn was like Bye.
0: Yes. No. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Yeah. Um. No, you're right. <laughs> it's just I'm so angry that this whole like thing never. That it's still happening. Well, and that it never addressed like the real issue, which is that Emma got assaulted, and like no one yeah. ever had to do like no one ever apologized to Emma. You know.
1: No, like, no, because Finn didn't really, apo- he never really apologized to Emma. He was like, what are we going to do about this? Right. Like, that was the conversation he had with her. Not, wow, I'm really sorry for doing that to you. Right. Um.
0: Yeah. yeah. And and just like, I don't know. And I just, you know, we know how I feel about both these characters. I hate them. So like.
1: Yeah, I hate them too. Yeah. It's, like, it's time to be done. Yeah. Uh, the next scene is uh, the final monologue of the first act. Marley's yes Uh, we see her walking around McKinley Uh, she's talking about like the repercussions of that have like are affecting the new directions after the school shooting last week Mm -hmm. Uh, she's like oh everyone has PTSD which is not like the right way to use that term sort of like yeah like they're all going through like they all went through like definite trauma that happened we saw it happen it was convincing when it happened on the show, yes, um, it wasn't maybe the best thing to do. Which, if you want to hear us talk about that, go back and listen to last week's episode. I guess, um, we get some more plans about like continuing story for the rest of the season. Brittany um, has been getting talked to by MIT for her SAT score. Um, She says, like, some offhand thing about, like, string theory and not being good at crafts. Yes. Uh, and yeah. we find out that Tina's steampunk now. She's yes. She's wearing steampunk stuff, which is fine. It sort of looks like just like sort of fancier goth Tina. I wouldn't really call it <laughs> steampunk cuz there's not enough gears. Well, she she um, definitely
0: has like some goggles and like yeah. there's like a gear pin or two. So like Yeah. Sure. There's a
1: gear pin or two. She does have like a bustle yes. near the end of the episode. It it is steampunk. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh where does Tina get money for her like aesthetic?
0: I have no idea. She, we have is also
1: is are yeah. her parents just like loaded?
0: Maybe the thing is, I don't think we've ever actually gotten anything about Tina's parents, which is strange because no. we've gotten stuff about other people's parents and like, even yeah. like Blaine has offhanded mentioned his, where Tina has not at all. Like Tina could have come from like the void, and we would not know because she's never <laughs> been like, yeah, my mom or whatever. So it's true. Yeah. Um. We also find out I think uh, with Marley's monologue here, she also her takeaway was that she wants to be more open about her songwriting. So that's her thing, is she's pulling her songs out of that drawer she talked about. Um, But then we also, we we find out one of the more, like, I don't know, obvious ones when Evan Evans arrives with an Australian accent.
1: I thought it was British. (laughs) Well, the the subtitle said Australian, but yeah. There's like a repeated goof through this episode, where Sam is... Pretending to be his own twin brother, who is quote smarter, the smarter twin brother, Evan Evans. Yes, uh, which he I, does. He puts on glasses and like ties like a prep sweater around his shoulders. Yes, whenever he's Evan. Yes. Um, but he is wearing the same blue T-shirt the entire time. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is sort of funny. I think Court Overstreet's performance is like funny it does it does like sort of trick a laugh out of you every now and then when he's like oh i'm evan evans oh have you seen my brother sam and then (laughs) and then britney's like oh well he was just here
0: well (laughs) the the fun part is that there are like a couple glee club members who are like playing along with it where they
1: all are like even will is at at the beginning yeah like because like in the choir room evan says something and Will's like, oh well. Sam- I mean, Evan.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. No, so, that's true. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, so that's how Sam is dealing with it is with this like repeated, very um, sort of, I don't know, full commitment to the bit. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and repeated I think, goof.
0: I, I mean. The, the the reason I feel like it's mentioned offhandedly in the show that they're trying to like give it is that, and I think Brittany calls him like the smarter twin or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it seems like maybe some of Sam's insecurities about his low SAT scores and things like that yeah. might be resurfacing here too. But like we don't really dig in very much. It's just like you said, no, more of a joke. So it's
1: just sort of a repeated joke and. Like, it's not chill to just, like, make these sort of jokes about the trauma they all experienced,
0: but let's just
1: move past it for now. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like, so moving into the next one, the reason why I am not a fan of that specifically is because they're comparing it to this next person who is unique. Um, Yes, she is is
1: doing, like, body hacking. I love it. Yeah,
0: so Um, she's been taking birth control. Apparently, Kitty got her some birth control. She's been taking it because she wants her breast size to increase.
1: She says that Kitty got the hookup, like, the prescription for her. How?
0: How did Kitty do that? It might might be Kitty's. Like, I don't want to get there, though, so that would not be great. Like, she's dating Puck. That seems way too on the nose, maybe. Well, I, I don't know. think
1: she's dating Puck anymore because Puck is at college uh, banging the Bettys and brews or banging the brews and getting the Bettys. I don't know. Something I mean, like that. has uh, Puck ever seemed
0: like the most faithful person to you? I don't know. Anyway. Um, no. I, yeah.
1: Anyway, Unique is taking birth control pills. I love this kind of like body hacking Right. line because i'm just sort of interested in that kind of realm anyway there's a great book that i want to suggest to every single person ever it's called testo junkie it's super good it's about um this non-binary person who like gets uh testosterone gel off the black market and doses her- and doses themselves with it sure it's really it's really interesting Wh- it's who- also very heavy queer theory so who
0: wrote that if you're that helps people find it
1: so the book is called Testo Junkie. It's bought, it's by Paul B Presedio. P E P R E C I A D O.
0: Okay. Cool. Well, uh,
1: it's super interesting, but again, it is very heavy queer. It's like a mixture of queer theory and like um like autobiographical men- memoir. Hmm. So Cool. Like the memoir parts are really like compelling and the the theory is too it's just a little bit more dense
0: okay well okay getting back to glee yeah let's get
1: back to glee unique um is taking these birth control pills she like says multiple times in the episode that she wants larger breasts like that is her goal um and marley is just like you can't be taking those yeah um which then the yeah go for it something notable happens because unique is like oh well all the trans kids are doing this she said the word trans yes. she like she said she basically says that she's trans yes. in this and episode which is the first time
0: <laughs> yes um and the other thing i wanted to note about that too is that like you were saying marley has this like negative reaction it's not really explored very much um i wish that it had been more like marley was just like Unique. You need to like talk to a doctor. Like you can't just do this. Like it's probably it might not be safe. You never know. Like you shouldn't just but take she, drugs. But
1: she can't go to a doctor right. because no, like, I know her parents don't support her. I, I'm just saying
0: it. This comes off as Marley just being like, no, don't do that. Instead of being like, yeah. no, don't do that for a good reason. Rather than like, I
1: wish it was like an actual storyline.
0: Yeah, That'd be cool. <laughs> well. <laughs> we, we've already discovered that Finn and Rachel are two of our main characters this episode, Maggie. Oof. So, Oof. not enough room there. Um.
1: Uh, so then we get into the main meeting yeah. of the Glee Club. Uh, Will is here to tell them that the theme for regionals is dreams, sweaters, and what sweaters?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what. No. Uh. Brittany is Brittany tries to guess before he says it. Um. Yeah. But it's not sweaters. It's dreams, and it makes me sad.
1: And because Will is an idiot, he wants to take it literally. Um, right. Well, he it's it's because he thinks that the judges will only like like understand a theme if it's taken literally. So he's like, "We're gonna do Dreamweaver and sweet dreams are made of these
0: and uh, one other. You song. make my dreams come true. Which there it is. It's like." The la- the only other time we've really had like a theme that I can remember is the vintage one, and it's not like singing a song with vintage in the name. Are, let them win there nationals. Themes,
1: there's like there was like that inspiring one, you know, where they wore the plaid. Oh sure, and they st- yeah.
0: No, you're right. It, okay, fair it, enough. But like the
1: themes, the themes have existed. I mean, they're all they've all been fucking stupid. <laughs> but
0: well, <laughs> whatever. But the, the idea of a theme at regionals is also fucking stupid. It's so anyway. dumb. But, like, yeah. Like,
1: the, yeah. The, these theme things don't happen in real life because when you have a show choir show, you just have the one yes. that you do all year long.
0: Yeah. Um, so
1: you can't, like, cater your set list for fucking regionals. That's not that's not how the real world works. That's why these themes are stupid. Yes. Because there's no real world grounding. Maybe I don't know. Well, Maybe they're just stupid because they choose stupid things. Yeah,
0: well, that's um, that's also yeah. Like Will is saying, that's the thing is I feel like if themes were a thing, this would happen too often. Where it's like, oh, yeah. we're gonna sing three songs that'll have "dream" in the name, and it's like, yeah. Ugh. Also, the the other notable thing is that all of these songs are from before 1985, which is mm-hmm. so Will in every way. Like
1: Marley is like, oh well, I don't know any of those songs, and it's like, okay, Ben, you love beaches, (laughs) like what? Well, Um, the the bigger thats just a character inconsistency for me, for real.
0: Yeah, well, the bigger thing is she's trying to—I don't know if we mentioned this—but her goal with her monologue at the the finish of her monologue is that she wants them to sing her songs at regionals. Yep. So that she she tries
1: to like mention it to Will, and he gets pissy. AF
0: yeah like, will teacher of the year rudely shuts her down um like immediately yeah. it's like it's
1: because I think it's because she mentions Finn or like yes. somebody mentions Finn and Will's just like shut up this is the set list how dare you defy me that's well, la- that's
0: later though yeah because because well, um, yeah. I, I think it's Marley because Marley's like hey um can we talk about the set list because when Finn was here we would all kind of like you know get to work on it together and then was like no how dare you this is, I'm a genius and you're a dumbass and I'm the best teacher ever. And it's just like, oh my God, Will like there is one yeah. thing I have to say about this episode is that it is boring for the most part, but it does really highlight just how big of a prick Will is, which I think is supposed to be like <laughs> yes. a part of the episode where they're like, oh, Will is being a prick temporarily because of the shooting. Oh, it's no, like, no, 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 no. He's been a prick the whole time.
1: like The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> this is just and, classic Will. Well, and Glee Club knows it. Yes. <laughs> because they they call a secret meeting. Or I guess maybe specifically Blaine has called a secret meeting in the yes. auditorium. He's like, I call this secret meeting to order as the honorary Rachel. And then he um goes on to talk about how he hates the set list. Yep. And how everyone hates the set list. This is where he mentions like when the songs came out. Um and then Marley is like Oh well, we could sing my songs, and then Kitty shuts her down for every single like. She's like, "Oh well, nobody wants to hear songs about fat mom or having an eating disorder or something really racist."
0: Yeah, something real <laughs> like, like that was the worst.
1: So, so, something super racist, like white nationalist kind of racist. Yeah, yay! That that
0: was the worst part about watching this episode with Chris, where Chris was like, "Hey, what is that?" And I was like, oh, "I don't. Can we not?" It's-
1: no. It's a terrible racist term. When I looked it up on Google, like literally in the definition, it said dated, offensive.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah.
1: Cool. Um. The- yeah. Hey, Glee. Thanks for reintroducing that term into the lexicon.
0: We, yeah, we Awesome. Yeah, definitely didn't need it. Um, but there is a note here is that they've already actually done You Make My Dreams Come True because they mashed it yes. up last year with the, another Holland Oates song. Um, that's,
1: that's, Blaine does say that. Like, <laughs> he's like, we've already done that. <laughs> Which,
0: it's funny, mostly. I, I just think it's funny because it's, it's glee. So obviously they're trying to make new iTunes singles. But in any yeah. other context, that would be like, oh, that's great. We've already done that one. We don't need to work that hard on that one. We can just kind of, like, put it back together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, here, it's like, we can't do the same number twice. How dare, Mr. Chu, forget that. Like, so stupid. Yeah.
1: Um. They close out the meeting with all of them like Artie and Blaine and all the, the Corgley club members deciding that they need to come up with a new set list. And it's not going to be Marley's original songs. (laughs) No. Uh
0: Yeah. And they'll, they'll go
1: to will once they have that together.
0: Yeah. They're going to mutiny. Um, in, in the good in the meantime we're at college we have flight of the valkyries Honestly, oh, yeah well,
1: some of the best glee club interactions that have happened are when will isn't fucking there yes so
0: <laughs> absolutely um but in the meantime we're at college um it's mm-hmm. in a dorm we the problem is we start the shot with puck disrobing which is just yeah, unsettling except not,
1: he's not disrobing a lot is the thing is wearing a tank th- he, he is wearing a speedo Yes, but he's also wearing a tank top.
0: But like no one else is. Like all the other dudes in the scene, besides Finn, all who's the... fully dressed, are wearing no <laughs> shirts. So
1: yes, and all the women, yeah, you know, categorically aren't wearing many clothes.
0: <laughs> right, because they they've created a slip and slide in their hallway, um, yeah. in their dorm. So they're all wearing like swimwear. The the scene starts with Ride of the Valkyries with Puck, like which
1: is weird, <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, Glee, you can't just use that music whenever you want. <laughs> like, we've t- every single other time it's been on here is like a Sue scene. Right. Which, like like compl- It's like Sue's theme almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very inconsistent from how they've used it in the past. I guess the idea here is that like it's supposed to be like Puck is like gearing up for this like big slide or something cuz it stays um... on his face and like <laughs> the camera is super weird with it. This All whole these, like, college experience
1: scenes just made me cringe. Yes. And, <laughs> like, Finn is cooking barbecue inside?
0: No, Maggie, he's not barbecuing. He's making grilled cheese sandwiches with an iron, which what? is a thing. That they did get right. I have been privy to that kind of um, culinary it sound- decision. I
1: mean, it sounds convenient. Did you use aluminum foil, like... On the sandwich,
0: oh, I didn't make them. I saw someone else make oh. them. I Maggie. oh, so you,
1: so you haven't tasted of
0: it. No, oh no. of
1: the delicacy. <laughs> oh, well, I want to know. I bet it's pretty I bet it's probably pretty good, you know I mean it's,
0: and yeah, you make it so fast, like
1: well what so what I would what I would recommend if i'm if I'm gonna be making a sandwich like this, I would probably like encase the entire sandwich in aluminum foil.
0: Okay, interesting. Kind of because like grill it. I yeah,
1: I don't know where that iron has been. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know? no, yeah. And then I would get one. I would iron one side and then iron the other, and then call it good. I would butter the in the, like the bread. Oh, that's the, inside of the foil.
0: The best part is if you look close. Um, they have like a little thing of like the spray butter that they use oh. to like spray the bread before they iron it, like.
1: It's just because they can't use a butter <laughs> knife. Oh my god, boys are dumb. Well, and so this—I mean, that—that's mean. I don't mean it that. I mean like this sort of like weird,
0: like yeah, trophy like, pseudo
1: frat boy. Yes, like persona is it's bad.
0: Yes, well, especially because it gets cemented that it's very bad right away because a couple yeah. ladies come around. They're in bikinis.
1: Oh, and this. This little sequence is horrible. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to barf.
0: Yeah, Finn coerces them effectively into taking off their tops. They're not like except that they're, they're not. They're like,
1: like not human.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, they're like into it, so it's weird. But like Finn, like is like, oh, you guys have to take off your tops, and they're like, okay, and they just like give them to him. Well,
1: c- because but- Finn is like, oh, you want to go on the slide? Where are your tickets? Right, oh, you don't have them. You know what? Just this once, I'll take your tops instead. Well, And and it's, then they, like, hug him? Yeah, what? it's so... Because, honestly... It's, it's just, like, not human interaction
0: <laughs> whatsoever. No, and it definitely feels like what, like, a really gross, like, um, pickup artist thinks the world is like. That you could, yeah. like, trick women into taking their clothes off, and, like, they'll enjoy it. So anyway
1: yeah. roosh v would be like hey no that that happens that's oh real God. life
0: no um shu arrives <laughs> to this college <laughs> ram- like just this rambunctious scene um
1: and he look he- he's like so out of place yes he's wearing like three layers and everyone else is like literally in in bathing suits or fins in like summertime yes. gear he looks like a parrot head yeah and it, like, Will's like, I'm here to reach out to you, Finn. Yes. We need to reconcile. And Finn's like, No, I'm too busy having fun at college. Can't you see how much fun I'm having? And then Puck's like, I call my balls hello giggles. And then that's the end of the scene,
0: well, basically. But my favorite part is that. Shu shows up, immediately chastises Finn for what he's doing, and then is like, but I'm here to apologize to you for how I've treated you. And it's just like, what? Like, And then the the best part is it really highlights Will's like weird transactional view of humankind, where he's like, I apologize to you, so now you're gonna come back, right? And Finn's like, "Mm, I don't think so, actually. And then Will's like, what are you talking about? This is the best opportunity you're ever gonna have. How dare you defy me? And it's just like, what (laughs) um yeah
1: yeah totally well and puck is like hey finn i got us that i got us into the frat party the big frat party (laughs) this weekend the the big frat
0: party that always happens yes
1: and and puck's like oh i need to shave my hello giggles for this so, <laughs> so
0: yeah, like he's I, talking about his balls, right? I I thought he might be talking about his pubes, just in general, just pubes in general. Because uh, well, like, yeah, my hello giggle. But like, I have no what what <laughs> I, is it? Yeah. Is it is is it his,
1: like whole package? Is the penis the hello and the balls? Are they are they the giggles? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's such a weird <laughs> thing to say. I mean, my
1: hello giggles, ah, my- <laughs> um, and and. Yes. Will sees Puck and is like, Puck, you're here. Are you going to college? And Puck's like, no, I'm just here to party. Yes.
0: Oh. Yep. Yeah. Um. I-, I do like this. Like I like that you pointed out that Will is dressed in like wintertime clothes. It's so weird. All the- <laughs> it makes me think that, like honestly, it's kind of like Will is coming to them from like March while they're in like a weird yep. August. <laughs> like, a- <laughs> like an out-of-time I- August. It's so good. I've...
1: I I know I've brought it up on the show before how like Riverdale doesn't have a concept of seasons and like weather just happens when the story needs it to, um, which is fine. Sure, I think and but and and, but Glee can't just do that because they're so rooted in like this kind of like
0: schedule. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. They 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 made a mistake. We we talked about it the last time. Like they made a mistake by putting themselves into real life time. Like Mm -hmm. which. Unfortunately, from what you said, they're going to try to rectify that, but they've done it for four seasons. So, like, you kind of yeah. already, you kind of already messed it up, Glee. But anyway, um, <laughs> if you
1: wanted to have a non-linear story, you should have started with one. Yes,
0: you know, or like diverge uh, like after like half a year instead of giving yeah. us four solid years and then being like totally
1: eh. like season two. Yes. could have been. Yeah. straight up like just non-linear and then they wouldn't have had to have people
0: graduate <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot wrong with Glee. um anyway
1: but I, I think they all like the show did sort of need like Rachel's progression to this dream oh you're too. right yeah so I don't know uh the next scene is back in the choir room will is he basically just shouts at the glee club like he just yells at everyone well because yeah because blaine like brings up he's like hey i just you know wanted to tell you that we all want a different set list and will is like oh you are garbage how dare you go behind my back <laughs> unique you need to cut out this like yeah, boob the thing being trans is, thing yeah, he says
0: boob thing which i put in quotes i'm just like that's so bad like yeah
1: well because like blaine is, is like says something yes and unique is like if you want to pull that off you're going to need more woman parts and like pulls out like a chicken cutlet from her from her bra which is funny i i found that funny um and uh, like offers it to Blaine and that's when Will is like ew gross.
0: Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's stop it with the boob thing. Well, and so it's weird cuz like I I was watching the scene and the thing is Will doesn't really yell so much as he just kind of like authoritarianly like talks at them. Yeah. Like where he's just like, he's, like Yeah.
1: You're openly defying me, right? All of you. I'm disappointed in you.
0: Well, and so he specifically, like you're saying, he calls out Blaine for being like a bad leader for not like doing what he wants them to do.
1: <laughs> you're not Rachel enough for me, even though Rachel would like absolute. She would be like, oh, I won't. I won't be have a have, have a solo in this dream set list. No, no, no. Yeah. We will be doing something else.
0: Yeah, um but like yeah, so then then he says something to unique and then he says something to Sam um where he's like you need to cut out the twin thing. And like like it's just I don't know. This again.
1: He just wants to yell. Yeah. He's upset that like his reconciling with Finn didn't go well. He's like Shannon told me to reach out and he pushed me away. I'm sad. I need to go yell at all these teenagers. Yeah. And and then he finishes the, like, Glee Club meeting, basically, by being like, I am going to go to the teacher's lounge to get coffee that I skipped to get here early. I hope you're happy. Well, And by the time I get back here, yeah. you'll need to want to do my set list.
0: Okay? Yes. He, um, he, yeah. Which well, I was just like, when I was watching, I was like, isn't this an extracurricular? Can't they just, like... Walk out. Yeah. Couldn't they just be like, okay, I guess we're done then? Well, like,
1: but they love they love each other, you know. Well they
0: go like go all do it together. You don't need Will. That's true. We've proven They, they already don't need did Will. like another
1: they did a different meeting already this week without him. Yeah. So
0: hmm. I just I again Will is garbage. He he goes out into the hallway after this and we follow him and he seems to feel something. <laughs> but like I'm not clear <laughs> what is it? I'm not clear what it know. is. Like he kinda just leans against the wall and it like it's like does he actually feel ashamed for yelling at children or is he just tired? Like, I don't know. Um because <laughs> he hasn't had his coffee yet. Right. Uh so the
1: next scene is in New York. Rachel is in some is in the Niada classroom <laughs> yes. and um there's like this random piano man just sitting there getting ready to play for her because she's doing rehearsing for the funny girl audition and then shelby is just here if you recall that's idina menzel rachel's mom yep and um she we find out that she has a new broadway daycare business Mm -hmm. which we get some more exposition about that later basically it's like a place where toddlers can go to like learn little dance routines and play theater games and stuff which sounds adorable yes um It is – I am frustrated that they just sort of relegated Shelby to this, like, mothering role because she (laughs) had Beth, but whatever. Yeah. Because they have this, like, conversation where Rachel is like, oh, I didn't want to hold this, like, funny girl thing over your head. Because you're so old, <laughs> decrepit. Like, well, what's weird? But like, she's also Idita Menzel. Like,
0: yeah. What? Well, and what what's weird about it is that there's a moment when they're talking because apparently Shelby found out that Rachel is going to be auditioning for Funny Girl over Facebook. From Facebook. Um, and <laughs> but there's a moment where it's like Rachel's like, "Well, yeah, I just I didn't want to tell you because you're too old to play Fanny Bryce. and I know it would be your dream to play Fanny Bryce. and I didn't want you to be like resentful that I was going to do it." Um, And then, like, I do just, like, has this whole thing where she's like, oh, I have the Broadway daycare business and, like, things have been great, especially since you moved here and we can see each other whenever we want. And it's like, wait. That's new. Has that been happening? <laughs> That's new to us. Yeah, like, I, we haven't gotten any of that. That would be nice to know, I guess. And,
1: like, Kurt and Rachel have been here for, like, the better part of six months. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like okay.
0: you could just offhand mention that Rachel's like, oh, I met with Shelby earlier. She's doing great. Oh, I, like oh,
1: Shelby has moved to New York. It's very exciting. Yeah, like, like some <laughs> just something anything.
0: Uh, yeah. uh
1: <laughs> well, they they couldn't guarantee that Idina Menzel would want to be back on the show, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. But you know, um, um, yeah.
1: she's like, just le- listen, don't do Barbara at your audition because. We find out that Rachel's basically been doing all the songs from Funny Girl, and they've had literally this conversation before. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Like this exact conversation, they have had it before when she was when she was gonna audition for Maria.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: um, yep. Yeah. But I guess Rachel just needed to be told again.
0: <laughs> well, and I guess again, this one just. I, I can understand this one more, because like we've said, the show has definitely set this up that Rachel is like, oh, yeah. I am Barbra Streisand. I'm going to become the new Barbra Streisand.
1: I am, I am the second coming of Barbra Streisand. Yes.
0: Even though she's still alive, I'm the second coming. It's a whole thing. But Shelby is like, um, you know how lots of different people play Hamlet? People who make things don't want exact replicas. Like, especially when they remake something. They want something new and exciting. So you can't be Barbara and expect to land this role. And, like, yeah, it makes sense. So,
1: Um, And uh, Shelby's like, here, we'll do this song together to inspire you. And they sing Next to Me, which was... It's a fine song, I think. I just find it sort of weird that this, like like piano accompanist is just sitting there like the whole time they're having this conversation (laughs) literally over him like yeah it's weird uh and Rachel sort of looks like she's going to church like the cardigan is it's just bad it's not New York Rachel it's not like it it's not like McKinley Rachel it's just kind of like this weird sort of
0: well Maggie she has to she has to rest her um fashion before a big audition
1: Mm -hmm. sure uh and the this is where i wrote in my notes that there's a lot of spinning camera work oh yeah they just kind of like spin around (laughs) shelby and rachel as they sing at each other so much fucking spinning oh my god
0: oh i i didn't really watch the scene that closely mostly because it's just a classic like menzel michelle duet you know? Yeah, like, it is. Like, it has no purpose. This doesn't end up being anything important. It's just, Idina Menzel. It doesn't Mandel, really
1: serve any emotional re- resonance either. Like, <laughs> no.
0: It's just. Because they've yeah. had
1: this conversation before. Exactly. Like, literally, beat for beat.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just Idina Menzel and Leah Michelle just kind of like doing their thing. And like, that's cool <laughs> and all. It's just, I didn't really care that much. Unsurprisingly. It took
1: us- 50 minutes, like, (gasps) recapping this episode to get to the first
0: song. I know. And that's what's so (laughs) upsetting, is that there's, like, this is just, it's so late into the episode. It has no purpose. And, like, sure, the singing is great. And, like, the song is fine. It's just... I don't know.
1: The back half of the episode is just packed with numbers, and they're not very good. No. None of them are very good. Uh, We get to the next one right away. It's, you've got to fight for your right to party at this house party that was previously mentioned. Uh, Puck and Finn are just playing. I guess they had a drum set. I don't think Finn brought his. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Because it wouldn't fit into his dorm anyway. It's uh, whatever. Uh, the hat choices are probably the most offensive part of the scene.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I mean I, I'm sure you must have seen them. No, I they're did. Horrible. Yeah.
0: Well, they're so. The thing that I feel about the the song itself, honestly, isn't actually that bad, especially considering like the like it's a Beastie Boys song. It has a specific yeah. aesthetic. They kind of hit yep. it, except one big sticking point. Finn is way too cheerful for this song, and like that's oh, he is always his like, problem, so
1: like he is like so out of his mind, happy like there's multiple shots of like literally just like full on like happy emoji, yeah, smiley face from from Finn,
0: what which yeah, it makes no sense, does not fit contextually. Puck has it like nailed down because this has always been puck's thing it's like
1: it's sort of like that like the fish. P- piercing, like, pursing your lips. Yes. And, like, kind of, like, half-shutting your eyes. Like, yeah, fighting for my right to party. <laughs> yes.
0: Which, of course, they are also... Bo- Puck is wearing a fedora. Is Finn also wearing a fedora? Mm-hmm.
1: No, Finn is wearing a baseball cap, but it's, like, to the side. Oh. But not all the way to the side. But just, like, sort of, like, slanty ways from his face. And it's not, like... It's more perched rather than on his head. Great.
0: Uh, yeah like (laughs) i
1: i like some of the action like shots around the drums Mm -hmm. they're like from underneath as he hits the snare which is like sort of cool yeah i thought um and this like i guess the party definitely seems rambunctious yes they filled it with extras oh my god it's packed
0: yeah Uh. the the extra scenes around this song is like Again, stereotypical like frat party bullshit of people like yeah. dancing and drinking, and
1: there's somebody making out with a moose <laughs> head that's on the wall. Yes. Um, what I, I wrote about it, at, I said in my notes, this is so desperate. Like it just feels sort of desperate.
0: <laughs> oh my god, you're so right. That really captures it. Cause like. It's just like, I just, I, I to be fair, I I haven't really ever liked these, like, very puck numbers where it's, like, yeah. screamy music, which, like, again, not that it's a bad song. It's not really my favorite. It's just favorite. sort of your taste. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, like, and, like, I don't think that this is necessarily, like, that terrible of a rendition. It's just, again, Finn doesn't fit. The party is just, like, exactly what you would think a frat party would be if you never... Ever went to college or met anyone ever? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I looking back, I'd say the best like Puck Finn duo number was "Loser" oh, when they were yeah. both working at uh Sheets and Things. <laughs> yes. Do you remember? I do,
0: and also because it included all of the other members of like Sheets and Things and the people yes. working there, and yes. like honestly, looking back, that really just epitomizes like the ruination of our of humankind by capitalism really like (laughs) yes yes yeah
1: um we're all losers some that song comes on at has come on at all of my retail jobs
0: (laughs) the glee version or the real version
1: the real one damn it
0: that'd be so good though like
1: i don't know if it would be uh (laughs) it'd make me
0: feel like a loser um
1: the scene ends with Matt Cromley who is the frat president and chip who <laughs> who is the um, like I don't know hazing coordinator yes. something like that but he deals with pledges and um, we find out through dialogue that the stereo was broken and that's why Finn and puck were playing yes uh, and they're like oh well we do have some musical training and and then chip is like glee club Oh, so you're gay. Well,
0: like, no, no. He he says, What? He says, Glee Club? That's awesome. Which is like, I guess supposed to be of like, oh, Glee Club's not uncool anymore. Which again, what? Um, But then...
1: Also, like, how does saying we have musical training mean Glee Club? Yeah.
0: What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have no idea. But no... The,
1: that dialogue is just bonkers. <laughs> it is not good.
0: because no, what... The, the part that you're like, you're benching here is that... They offer them spots in the frat without pledging, yeah. and so then, but like Chip is like, yeah, no, we totally we want you guys to be full members, even if you are gay. And I was like, great. So like, not only are we just like throwing Inclusive. this like f- frat bullshit on the floor, we're also including all of the shitty parts. Like, nice, great, nice, great.
1: Um, uh. I do sort of like Matt Cromley headbutts Chip yeah. at the end of this conversation. He's like, fuck yes, partying. And then, like, headbutts Chip, and Chip is like, whoa. Yep. Like, he's like, really hurt. Yes. which And then, yeah. when, when Puck and Finn accept, they all get in a group hug and do some jump squealing
0: well but what you know what's (laughs) funny about that is as they go in for the hug finn like leans his head back and away and it's so good because it's right after that headbutt and i was like stellar choice like perfect (laughs) perfect
1: it it sort of feels like they didn't know how to end the scene (laughs) like they're just like oh just i guess just hug (laughs) <laughs> That's something that people do at the end of scenes. Yeah. Because yes. Glee doesn't know how to end anything. Yes. Uh, the next scene is uh, starts with Unique talking to Blaine. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, oh, yes, I rub my, my boobs with special yams at night. <laughs> and Blaine is just like, hmm, hmm. yeah. Uh <laughs> Because uh, that's like a big part of her personality right now is making her boobs bigger. Okay. Yeah. Uh, th- this is another secret meeting that we're opening into. Except this time it's just Blaine, Unique, Sam, uh, and Marley who seems to have called them all here because they got yelled at. Yes. Uh, she's like, "This is. A- I've called the secret meeting to sing you a song that I wrote for you because I, I realized you were sad after Will yelled at you. Which,
0: okay, <laughs> yeah. And... What, what's weird before we get to like the actual song and stuff there's a yeah. moment where marley is like hey i wrote this song and like i just want to hear it re- i just kind of really want to hear it sung and like would you guys be willing to like sing it with me so that way we can hear it and sam goes no just kidding let's do it and it's like what <laughs> what man evan evans he just uh well no, no but it's sam at that point because i know, i know because <laughs> like there was another instance where, like, Evan, Evan shows up, and he's like, I don't know where Sam is. And then Blaine's like, I think he's behind that curtain. And then Sam just shows up, <laughs> runs behind the curtain, and then, oh, look at Sam. Yeah, but it's just so weird. And, like, watching, it, this, watching it again, especially, is it's just like, what the fuck? Like, why would you say that? Like, you know she's obviously sensitive about this. Like, why would you be like, no, we're not singing your song. Just kidding. We're going to sing it. Because... Like,
1: because it never really feels—it like, feels like these actors, like sort of playing goofs on each other, not really like these characters connecting truly.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: never has, probably never will. Right? Eh, yeah. What can you do? Uh, so they they sing this song. You have more friends than you know. Yes. Which, I was like looking through the Wikipedia page to try to figure out what this song is, if like the Glee people wrote it. That is not the case. Oh, fill me in, Sam.
0: Yeah, so this is actually like a, quote, real song. This isn't the Glee original. <laughs> um, it was written by Jeff Marks and Mervin Warren for the It Gets mm-hmm. Better tour, which apparently was put on by the Trevor Project in 2013. So, like, as kind of like a, I don't know, concert to improve awareness and you know acceptance of LGBT peoples and like and you listen to the song you can definitely hear it because it has a lot of really like inclusive and like
1: yeah, yeah. I okay one thing I would say about this the songs that are presented that like Marley is has supposedly written are like coming out songs yeah. <laughs> well is Marley gay I mean confirmed right
0: like well and this one of it like part of it it's funny because when I was watching it again and like re- like looking this stuff up, I was like, "Why like why did they claim that like why not just be like oh you know we found this song like why make this one the Marley like Marley wrote this quotes?" But I, I guess the main thing is that like if the Trevor Project owned it, then it's like sure they probably just want it in more people's ears and like sure Glee yeah. can have it like who cares? But I don't know.
1: Eh, who knows? I uh, the song is fine. Yeah. You know, it it definitely has like I was like, oh, this must be for like a musical or something. <laughs> sure. Um cuz it it feels sort of that way and it's just I guess it's heartwarming. It's fine. Yeah, it uh, it has some of the
0: best vocalists and also Sam. So, true Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Wow. We see shame. We see Will spying during this and he seems to start to feel some kind of shame but like
1: Yeah, he's he's in the wings and at the end of the song someone is like, Wow, we have to tell Mr. Shu, this was amazing. We have to do all your songs. And um Marley's like, Oh, I from what he said, I know he won't be interested and then we (laughs) see like a shot of Will being like, I'm ashamed Yeah,
0: like I'm a (laughs) shithead and it's like, Yes, Yes. Um, yes, you are. Yeah.
1: The next scene is a phone call between Finchel. Yes. Uh, there's a split screen. We first see, like, Finn, like, he's partying or something. Or studying? And, because,
0: question mark? Like, who knows? He's in his partying. dorm.
1: And he, his phone rings, and he's like, oh, oh, no. And then picks it up, and he's like, listen, Brody has a sharp face. <laughs> My hand still hurts. <laughs> Which is... this this phone call is good and just sort of boring at the same time yes um because it's the same Finchel thing where, like, Finn is just telling Rachel over and over again that she's amazing, and Rachel's like, I'm in love with you. Keep telling me I'm amazing. <laughs> like that's, Tell uh, me I'm pretty. Pretty
0: much. Tell me I'm pretty. That's pretty. Yes.
1: Finn, tell me I'm pretty. Like, that's why she called him. Yes. And Finn, like, mentions that Puck is there at college, and Rachel's like, Puck? <laughs> Puck's at college? And that, we've. We find out that she's asking Finn what song should she sing at um the audition, yeah. and instead of telling her anything specific, which is good, Finn does this like pep talk about how she needs to like reach the roots of her passion, yes, and how she's amazing and she just needs to show everyone how amazing she is, and Rachel's just like you're right. I am amazing. (laughs)
0: Right. Well, that's my favorite thing about this phone call is that, like, it's not anything. Like, Rachel's like, hey, Finn, what should I sing for my audition? I'm having trouble figuring it out. And Finn's like, just do something that's you and it'll be fine. And Rachel's like, you're right. You always give the best answers. And then it's just over.
1: Well, the the answer that he gave was just being like, you're so amazing. Anything you do is going to be perfect. Right. And Rachel's just like, yeah, you're right. Thanks.
0: I just needed to hear that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's just... Uh, well, that's
1: why she kept him around. Yeah.
0: No, that's true. And, I mean, again, I like you said, it is very Finchel. This, has, this is exactly what they did, like, for, like, two full I, seasons, so...
1: I do feel sort of sad that this is going to be the last Finchel interaction we ever have.
0: At least it's kind of a good one. Like, they don't fight. Yeah. They're not, like, mean to each other. It's,
1: and it is sort of quintessential yeah. of, like, what their relationship was yeah
0: no that's true so um yeah
1: okay well it's over now uh <laughs> now we're gonna go to the funny girl audition we start with like a soprano singing arias which is a weird choice to sing at a musical theater audition yeah
0: but it plays into like the very um, like trope like glee does this a lot and so does like a lot of cultural like cultural media stuff Is so that people just hate opera like yeah. and th- people do just hate opera <laughs> like and so this woman's doing this operatic aria and then she gets cut off by one of the like audition ladies and then she's like after the lady leaves the the audition person is like oh, it's the open cattle call i'm gonna put a yikes next to her name and it's like what the fuck you think,
1: like calling it a cattle call was like a fat joke dick? yeah
0: i think so yeah like
1: it fucking sucks no man. kidding Fuck.
0: Like that was that takes talent. Like see, being able to sing yeah. like that is very like takes a lot of work. So I just I don't know.
1: Also, like yeah. sorry, Fanny Bryce has to be thin. Like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>
0: no kidding.
1: Like uh. uh. So the funny girl audition. Rachel looks really good. She looks really good. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a very New York Rachel dress. She looks amazing, and she sings don't stop believing I I made
0: a note as I was like again is this the overdone memes episode because like oh my god (laughs) like yeah (sighs) it's terrible (laughs) she has some
1: more hallucinations yes um, where it's like the younger version of people, but it's also like but clearly yeah. current. That's. <laughs> uh, I think it's. I think it's most apparent in like Chris Colfer. Like he is. He had a. He had a glow up. Yes. To be real. Like a massive glow up, and they're all wearing the same costumes from the pilot. Yes. Uh, which is literally just a
0: red top and red and, and like blue jeans, yes. but.
1: And Mercedes has much better hair. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> than, that's um, the
0: fun part is it's, like, definitely, it's obviously all the, like, current day people. but Yeah, in...
1: current Tina, Mercedes, Kurt, and Finn, and Artie, yes. but they are all wearing the outfits for the pilot. Yes,
0: which, like, there is a little bit to this that is kind of, like, cool, I guess, in the sense it's, like, this yeah. has, like, it's been a long journey to get here and, like,
1: Yes. If this is
0: Rachel's story, it is kind of cool to see this, like, pull from the past into now and, like, but also, mostly, the thing I hate the most about this, Rachel does mm-hmm. the point to the lights thing two yes. times. Yes, the arm
1: moves. Yes. She does them a lot. She does the walking. Yes. Oh. She does the walking and the arm moves because they're innate. They're ingrained inside of her. Um, oh, God. I, I I like that they have this visual representation of like Rachel remembering sure. and like feeling the bond yeah. of of new directions I guess <laughs> sure uh, yeah uh, yep and at the end of the song one of the guys uh... one of the audition men is like rachel you changed halfway through the song what happened and rachel was like i was just remembering singing with my friends and how music brought us together and how music can bring the world together the end
0: (laughs) and And then walked off stage and that's why i should be your next miss america yeah like it's so i I wrote down that this is like some bizarro world where like anyone would ever ask someone after an audition performance What came over you during that performance? It looks like something real. Like, it looks like you were thinking about something during it. And I really want to know. Like,
1: I feel like that's not that weird, you know, because they're they're trying to find the perfect Fanny Bryce. Yeah. And like that sort of question could lead to knowing more about Rachel. I guess. But, you know, like
0: this isn't I, I feel like at least from what we've been shown this audition seems to be more of a, like, you sing a song, if they like your voice and how you look, they're going to call you back. Because we don't really get, like, an acting mm. thing from, like, like we don't really get an acting thing at all. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. It just, it feels weird. It feels super weird. And I'm just like, there had to be a better way. There had to be a better way to do it. Because the guy, like, yanks the microphone out of someone else's hand. It yeah. was like, Rachel, what came over you during the song? Like, you look like you were thinking something. <laughs> what was it? And it's like. This isn't like I was a... thinking about my friends. <laughs> this isn't like and our love and the bond of Glee Club. <laughs> it's like this wasn't like a post sports event interview. Like you don't have to like I don't know.
1: You know, I think we really gave it our all out there on stage today.
0: <laughs> yeah. I
1: felt really good about all the all the walking and all the arm moves. I thought um, you know, there was some real good weird guitar solo from my boy in the wheelchair, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, <laughs> I just I wouldn't be so angry about the arm move if they didn't also do the camera pan every time with like the yeah. light like like the flare of the light oh.
1: like like the flare of the light as like the arm is silhouetted. Yeah. Oh my god!
0: Oh, oh god. my god!
1: Yeah. And they do it so they do it too much. <laughs> yes. it's too much. <laughs>
0: yes. Um.
1: Um. But it, yeah. it does. Man, it, <laughs> this felt like like I was watching an episode from season two all over again. <laughs>
0: And as we all know, season two is the worst season of Glee. Except season for, two is bad. Except for maybe this one, so <laughs> we don't know yet.
1: Well, there have been some good ones this season. That's true. You know, don't count it out quite yet. Yeah. Uh, we find out in the next scene that Finn is fucking up college. He wake- He's woken up by Puck in his dorm room um, with like a slip of paper or something. Mm-hmm. And Finn's like, huh, guess I missed another test. And Puck is like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yes. Yeah um and then puck has like this whole speech where he's like don't let people's negative expectations of you like become your your reality you need to prove them wrong um, yeah well
0: it's it's yeah. weird i like it there's a little pep talk near the front of it where he tells finn that he's like like he's finn's like oh you know i missed a test but that great like the final is worth like 60 percent of the grade, so i'll just cram and ace that and then i'll pass the class and and puck is like is that your dream to like like just barely make it through college and become a mediocre teacher and it's like yeah that Mm -hmm. is finn's dream like no kidding that is
1: finn's dream probably because that i mean that's his expectation at the very least His
0: role model is will who definitely did that like (laughs) anyway um the
1: yeah. The- um. They have a weird handshake. Okay. No. no. At the end of this, like, conversation. Yes. That they've never done before.
0: Well, and here's the thing. Puck, like, they they want to prove that they're special. <laughs> so at the end of that handshake, they do a hand vagina, which is not great. Um. So
1: the next scene is Blaine and Becky going into Roz Washington's office, which has been it's it's Sue's. But is being cleaned out like all the stuff is getting boxed up and moved. Mm-hmm. And Roz <laughs> has this whole speech uh, where we she doesn't out- outwardly say it at first, but she's she thinks Becky is Robin, which is Sue's baby. Yeah, that's uh,
0: really not great.
1: Because if you recall, Roz made lots of jokes about how Sue's baby was going to be a full grown human being. Yeah. Yeah, she calls Blaine "Fruity Fonzie," which is on point <laughs> for his aesthetic. Yes, and um, then she has this like whole thing about how she's suspicious of Blaine and suspicious of Becky as well, but mostly Blaine. Yes, uh, yes. She is sure that Blaine has done a quote dark sided fruity voodoo hex. <laughs> it's she's not that far that, off
0: that's the thing about this is it's like my favorite like this is the closest we've gotten to any like in-universe yeah, confirmation. confirmation that blaine is legitimately yeah. a demon like an like an evil force that causes misery <laughs> to people because like she literally is like like you've never done a cheerleading routine yet somehow you're the co-captain and three weeks after you become co-captain sue gets fired like, Sue does a thing that doesn't make yeah. any sense because we talked about it last week with like, dropping a gun doesn't make it go off. So, like, that all doesn't make sense anyway. So, like, obviously she put the pieces together. Blaine equals trouble in some fashion. And, like, <laughs> yes.
1: Which, okay, if we are to believe what the show is saying, like, Blaine had nothing to do right. with yes. how Becky brought the gun to school and it co- and it going right. off. um, But... The timing is...
0: Suspicious.
1: Especially because... Highly suspicious. Because
0: we even had a scene where after he becomes a co-captain, he goes to Sam. He,
1: yeah, where he was, like, conspirarizing with Sam. Yes. Like, oh, I'm I'm in. We're gonna
0: bring him down. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so... So? I, I, I just... I don't know. Like... Yeah. The
1: timing is all too convenient. Exactly. Really. And, and um, yeah. like... Becky says something about how, like, oh, Blaine had nothing to do with right. that. And um, Roz is like, oh, how would you know? And then, like, Blaine definitely notices that Becky's being suspicious. Yes. And finally, Roz ends the interaction by saying that they need to take a blood oath and loyalty pledge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. They
1: never, they don't do the blood oath. No. <laughs>
0: No, they uh Blaine brings up some safety concerns about that and Roz is like, Yeah, you're probably yeah. right. Let's just do the pledge
1: <laughs> Like <laughs> So then she like does this whole spoken pledge where they repeat word for word. There is like a gnarly part where both Blaine and Becky try to like repli-
0: yeah, they they copy her yeah, like inflection. Imi-
1: they do like an imitation yeah. of her um, like accent, which is not great. No,
0: it's such a. Tr- uh, it's such but a-
1: it's it's over pretty. It's soon. such a
0: cheap joke. Also, yes. like uh, anyway, this ends. Um, and then, uh, Blaine confronts Becky about her secrets yeah. once they leave the room
1: about how she's. She was like suspicious during that conversation, and she says, "Mind your own gay business, gay Blaine," and then (laughs) runs down the hallway and like knocks some shit over. Well, it's
0: it's a return of her xylophone rampage, Maggie. Yeah. Yep. Um, Uh, Yeah.
1: Because she obviously wants to protect Sue,
0: um,
1: which is nice. Because like Sue protected Becky, right?
0: Mm. Which I mean, honestly, like in universe, like yeah. Feels, but out in our canon, I mean, yeah. it's so easy to just be like, "Yeah, Blaine is just really evil.
1: <laughs> like he's he's fucking reveling yeah, in it. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like he's like, oh, Look how much turmoil I've caused for Becky. Yes." Uh, Well, now, (laughs) now we're going to go to the auditorium where we see Will standing on the stage alone. He's like reminiscing about winning nationals. We even get like a little like snippet of like people's hands touching the trophy, the trophy. And then Finn is here. They finally reconcile. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And Finn's just like, I talked to the dean of students. I'm coming back here and I'm going to get college credit for it. And then they hug.
0: Yeah, there is a nice thing that Finn demands better treatment, which is nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have a quibble about one thing that's said here sure. where Finn says, we're going to bring our best and we're going to get another trophy. And I was like, okay, this has been the whole issue, I think, with Will in the whole series is that who's really winning here? I would argue it's the students because they're the ones who actually do all the work. Um, yep. I don't think you bringing your best, or really, I think the big issue I have is the goal shouldn't be to get a trophy. The goal shouldn't be, no. oh, we need to win nationals. The goal should be, we should do our best, but literally. We should yeah. do our
1: best, make good music, and become friends. Right.
0: Or, yeah, some hippie <laughs> dippy <hippie-dippie> bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> but, like, obviously not like we need to get a trophy. We're going to do our best and we're going to get trophies. And it's like now that the students have, like,. I mean, obviously, I guess it's-
1: that has not been the aim, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eh, whatever. yeah, whatever.
1: So now Will's gonna try to get back on New Directions' good side yeah. that he's uh recognized that he was being kind of an asshole. Well, kind of, uh, I guess just I just guess just because of like what Marley said after they say, yeah, like how she's like, oh, Will, when. Will wouldn't let us well, I, <laughs> like just that. I, I think um, convinced
0: part him. of it also is that like they were all singing the song and like it was good, I guess. So like,
1: and Will was like, "Wow, look at my kids having a good time."
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah, I guess. Yeah. So Will does apologize. He does. He says sorry to have made people like feel like they can't be their true selves, like in the choir yeah. room, something along those lines, which is maybe the first time he's ever done yes. that. <laughs> nice yeah uh and then brings finn back in and he's like look who's here and everyone's like fin! Well, um, it, it is
0: great because yeah. like he has this whole speech about lillian adler and like how <laughs> how <laughs> she, she was like <laughs> weird and like crazy how
1: she's haunting the school <laughs>
0: like a poltergeist well and but he was like but we we always knew that she still loved us at the end of the day, and it's like and the music. <laughs> it's like um okay um, but also there's
1: yep. there's a moment when because we zoom <laughs> every time that they talk about Lillian Adler, and they like zoom in on that face, like yes. it gets a cheap laugh from me every time.
0: <laughs> I haven't even noticed it. I only saw it like when you sent me that snap earlier, and I was just like, oh my yes. god, it's so good, like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, cause like right after they show Lillian Adler, they go to Jake's face and he's like doing an impression of the Lillian Adler photo. Yes. So good. Um, but, he's like,
0: Whoa. but almost like
1: he's almost like he's possessed by a weird poltergeist. But what named Lillian? Adler. What I
0: do really love about the scene though is that like it's so like the Glee Club did a really good job of like all of the actors are like not having it. They're like. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well, yeah, <laughs> sure, that's cool. You've been a real piece of shit lately, so, like... Mm.
1: Got any more ultimatums for us today? Yeah. <laughs> Did you actually drink your coffee this morning, But
0: bitch? But then he like he's like, and here's Finn, and they're all, like, losing their minds. It's...
1: Finn! <laughs> Yeah. Did you bring us lattes again? <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah. And Mar- then he's like, Marley, okay, come up here. And Marley's like, Oh, well, I don't know all of Dreamweaver yet. And then Will's like, Didn't didn't I tell you? Oh, I'm gonna have you do one of your original songs. Come teach it to us right now. Well,
0: okay. <laughs> to be fair, he does. He is like, I was thinking you could have us. You could teach us one of your original songs if that's okay. So like, it's not mm. really like that like dictatorial but it's still a little bit like you still get a hint of classic will being like no i've decided to take us in a new direction it was my decision entirely no one else's and i don't have feelings so
1: i make the decisions here i'm will schuster (laughs) the next scene is in the bushwick loft Mm -hmm. uh kurt is making rachel some cookies yes and this is where rachel like gives us the backstory about the broadway daycare and um kurt is like obviously making cookies for Rachel because she hasn't heard about the funny girl audition. She's like staring at her phone at the kitchen table and like sort of playing yep. with it. And um then he's like, "Do you regret not doing uh like a Barbara song for your audition?" And she says, "No, never. The power of Don't Stop Believing just made me feel alive." <laughs> or something like that.
0: No, but um, like the the, the sad the, thing is that you're not The power not of off.
1: friendship came through me. Yes. Um yeah. And then rachel gets the call it's uh and she's like should i answer this and kurt's like answer it (laughs) and then uh she does and we don't we don't hear any of the conversation except rachel being like "Mm "Hmm, yes mm hmm, this is she all this stuff and then there's like this stupid pause where she's like oh it was one of the producers and kurt's like
0: And yeah, like no shit, Rachel. Like, uh,
1: (laughs) because Rachel can't help dramatize it. Yes, Yes. that little moment of like suspense and drama in her own life. She tells Kurt that she got the call back. Yes,
0: um, yay, yeah. Which they they like are psyched out of their minds. Of course, it's great. Um, but this cuts directly to (laughs) the New Directions performing their outro number this week, um, which is called outcast and is an original song from glee
1: and is gay as hell (laughs) there's there's a line in it that said i'd rather be a rainbow than a shade of gray sung by marley herself (laughs) come i mean come on well
0: i i wrote down that i feel like the song weirdly reflects our feelings about the show because it has a line that says rather be outrageous than just just a dull cliche which i was like I would <laughs> rather the show actually tried to be outrageous than honestly what it does all the time, which is just be boring as hell. Like
1: Yeah. So. Um but Marley is confirmed gay and I just want to point that out multiple times all the time. Yeah. Uh Will does a cartwheel yeah. at the end of the song. Well
0: that was okay.
1: Or a body double does <laughs> Yeah. At the very least. I
0: my biggest like first watch, my I was like are they oh so they're not preparing this number for regionals cuz Will suddenly just inserted himself in at the end here like what the <laughs> fuck uh, but i guess i shouldn't be surprised yeah
1: he comes up on stage and he's like surround me my glee club brethren yes. <laughs> let us let us partake in the song um and that's it that's it yay yeah. um it's the podcast, the podcast business. But, but it's a
0: metaphor. metaphor. And, and metaphors, metaphors are, are important.
1: important. Gold stars are important. Because, because gold stars, stars are a metaphor, metaphor for, me for me being a star. star. That was the tune of Outcast, <laughs> Not, you know, the cool band with Andre 3000. No. The, or like Duo, I guess. Not that. No, it's, the Glee number. Yeah.
0: Which, again, like... I guess we'll get to that when we get to best number. Um, we can have a discussion. Uh, uh,
1: but... Outcast. <laughs> yes. Out, <Cass.
0: laughs> the one. The one piece of the song that you actually remember. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is the podcast business. Um, and as we do every week, we're going to talk about gold stars, best numbers, and ratings. Um, but of course, we're going to start with the gold star. Uh, Maggie, are you are you going to give us a gold star this week first, or is it me? I don't remember.
1: I'll go ahead. Okay. I. I sort of want to give it to Finn because I, this is his last I time. I did
0: think about that too. Um, my issue is that he's such a but sleaze also, bag.
1: Yeah, he's so sleazy. Like that scene where he like gets the girls' tops. Yeah, he. I mean, he must have like drugged them for them to like. What's it? What's in the grilled cheeses? Like, how were they so not not human? Um, hmm. Mm. Blaine does some good honorary Rachel stuff in this scene, in this episode, but I think I'm probably going to give it to Rachel. Okay. I guess. Yeah, she
0: killed that Funny Girl audition, supposedly. I mean, we had to hear the song for Damn. the third time, but that's fine.
1: This episode is so boring. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't think there's anyone who's really, like, gold star worthy. But I guess Rachel is... Yeah, I'll give it to Rachel.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that, because in my notes, I put marley i guess um because i mean i don't know <laughs> oh
1: yeah she's oh yeah marley is a contender for that
0: because like i don't know i like her i like this idea that she's like a songwriter like it makes more sense to me than the past time they did original songs where it's like my cup um which again my headband is, is
1: my cup my cup is a pop saying what's up to my cup my cup uh, more yeah. than a, just a silly pup my cup Man, that line's so stupid.
0: <laughs> like but I mean I like this approach more with this idea that like there is a character who's like, Oh, I like writing music. Like I like I like writing songs. Like that makes more sense to me than just them being like, Let's write songs together. Like no one does this and it's like okay, I guess.
1: I kind of I kind of wanna like consider Sam as like a gold star. Oh, sure, okay. Like contender even though I think it's like a bad way for this character to deal with sure. a school shooting, yeah. Like I, I do find it funny. I find like the fake twin thing funny. <laughs> I,
0: I think I don't think it's a bad way necessarily. I think they just didn't give us enough like background, or like they just didn't give us enough besides just the like I think superficial they gave, funny. I
1: think if they gave us more, it would be maybe offensive.
0: <laughs> I guess that's true too. I don't know. It just feels... like I'm. I don't know. You're right. It is funny. It's just it feels kind of superficial and like a cheap laugh once in a while. But
1: I think I'm going to split my okay. star between Rachel and Sam. Okay. Cool. Uh, Done. Now we're going to do best yes. number. There's not very no. many. There's Next to Me, Fight for Your Right to Party, You Have More Friends Than You Know, the Don't Stop Believing version from the Funny Girl Audition, mm-hmm. and outcast yeah and that's it
0: what are you feeling maggie
1: probably next to me
0: okay yeah i mean can't go
1: wrong fight for your right to party is fun but like finn's vibe is so weird, wrong right? like the full happy yeah it's just
0: and that's that's part of the other reason i don't like like i i was like i can't give it to finn because like in the midst of him First of all, I, I love that he defied Will and all that. Like, that was all great. But the that scene with, like, the girls also has that weird, like, naivete of him being, like, a weird, like, overly cheerful person. And it yeah. just feels so bizarre. Like, it's just yeah. a weird thing. It doesn't
1: seem very thin No,
0: I mean, well... I don't know. Maybe it does, though, because like Finn has always kind of been like,
1: yeah, Finn's always had like that sort of like naive vibe. But... I-, I was gonna
0: say something kind of rude, but like, I feel like Finn is kind of simple. Um... <laughs> oh
1: oh, oh damn. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong. Like,
0: though. like he always just is like, like has like a dopey look on his face. Like
1: he's got like two big modes. Yeah. you yeah. know like either he's really angry yes or he's confused right
0: and confusion is like the main one so <laughs> yeah i don't know um but
1: but he does have he does have a different side though these days of being like sort of this kind of like weird conniving fin, which I guess he sort of always has. That's like seduced yes. Finn. <laughs> Seducing <Yes>. Finn. <laughs> like that's the he that those are his three modes like horny fin, oh. uh mad fin, and confused fin, and a mixture of some of those in there as yeah.
0: well. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Next to me is really like obviously it's very good. They're two professional singers, they are both doing a great job. Yep. Um five Free Right to Park like again the song isn't bad it's just I don't really like some of the aesthetic about it um, it's also not really my type of music desperate um, and then, um, the one that I actually picked though was you have more friends than you know mostly because mm. yeah like it's don't be a, don't be a cliche you cheap shill <laughs> but like I don't know I like the idea that this like <laughs> you know positive inclusive song yeah. is and also again I think it has some of the best singers, like, Unique and Blaine and Marley all together. Like, I love that. So, I don't know. I picked that one. The other ones are Outcast. Outcast, literally the only thing that I remember besides the lines that we wrote down is the outcast in the, like,
1: which feels like
0: such a, like, pop cliche. Like, it just feels like a generic pop number. So,
1: it's not very good. It's not a bop. It's just sort of boring. Yep. Speaking of, okay. yeah, let's get to the rating. <laughs> this is the last part where we're going to slushy the episode. Yep. And I'm going to give this episode three slushies. Oof. Yeah. I was just like, this is the most bored I've been probably the whole season. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: <sighs> yeah. um, And I, I am not down with like, this is the episode following the school shooting episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bad choices, man.
0: No, that's... And I think that came up for me a couple times when I was writing notes for this one, is that, like, I think you're right in what we talked about last week, in that, like, if that had been, like, a monumental, like, actually, like, impactful event, like, I think it would have been Mm -hmm. better... We got here, and it was typical Glee shit, where we had a, like, Glee set, and, like, sure, we had, like, a couple threads that were kind of trailing off, but no, they were like, no, we're going to talk about Finn and Rachel, who are in different places, because we don't want to explore the (laughs) ramifications of something big and traumatic happening, because that's, we don't, I mean, to be fair, they probably don't know how to do it very well, and we kind of saw that, so there we go, but um i'm actually i'm gonna give it two and a half out of five slushies i agree it's just super boring it's not offensive which is kind of nice but again i don't like to reward Lee for not being worse than <laughs> like it could be so yeah, totally yeah.
1: all right so we're nearing the end of season four here yeah. how are you feeling
0: we had a real good run there for like a couple episodes around like 12 to like 17 ish are all actually pretty decent but i mean then we had last week and i don't know we'll see how it ends but it's so weird timeline is also weird we haven't gotten to regionals yet. yeah it's super weird
1: yeah because the okay so i know this is not our usual go but i i want to like talk about what they what they have here there's um, like the little like blurbs for each episode. Sure. The next one is Lights Out and it looks like it's about like acoustic numbers, like unplugged okay. sort of vibes. Um then there's Wonderful, which is the Stevie Wonder episode. Okay. And then the last episode of the season is All or Nothing, which is regionals.
0: Hmm. Um <laughs> I mean I I guess I, if I were the writers of Glee, I wouldn't know how to follow up season three either with them winning nationals. Like, where do you go from there? So yeah. I can understand kind of why we're stretching this and like adding lots of filler bullshit. But I don't know. Some of it was fun. Though. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: I don't know either. You know, I uh, I really like what season four. What time is it? <laughs> is it March?
0: <laughs> is it Smarch? um
1: (laughs) is it a weird secret month that only exists in the the glee universe
0: even though everything else is the same as our universe um
1: so i'm now i'm looking at season five and i'm trying to see when nationals is because that would be the logical conclusion that like what would like they could even start season five with nationals well or maggie
0: radical idea they lose at regionals and then,
1: I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean,
0: they lost at sectionals.
1: They would absolutely not end the season on a lose. No way. I mean,
0: I don't know. I I wouldn't put it past them. They they've been setting us up this whole season for like you know we lost sectionals. It's o- we're only here on at regionals because of a like weird cheating scandal. Like
1: there's. Okay, so episode five, uh, I mean, episode 10 of season five begins with, as graduation nears. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are we in like a time hole? Like, what is happening?
0: Yeah, Smarch usually has about a year's worth of days in it. Um, oh, God.
1: Oh, uh, this show is garbage.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's a fun preview, I guess.
1: It it does look like Sue's going to be back in the show, though. Oh, great. She's in some of these little things. Oh, no! Ah! I pressed... Oh, no! I don't want to watch this! Ah! Get out of there, Maggie! It's I'm spoiler sorry. territory. I, did... <laughs> I had to make a hard hard exit. I just closed the entire browser. Okay. Yeah. And now it's time to close this. Yes.
0: Um... Browser.
1: This podcast. <laughs> it's done. Yes, yeah, so... here is Here's the end bit. We yeah. uh, have ways for you to get in contact with us. You can check our Twitter at sNmha hey Glee our Instagram at S&M hey Glee longer form thoughts those can go to the email at gmail S&M hey Glee at gmail.com and we also have a patreon if you'd like to check out some bonus content. We also push most of our um, patreon donations to donating ourselves. Right now it's to the trans Law Center. Yep.
0: Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert, if you're not a patron, this week's episode um, might have lost some content about hand vaginas, so...
1: Oh, I bet it did.
0: (laughs) Check check that out on our Patreon, (laughs) and also to our Patreons, uh, sorry. (laughs) I mean, more like you're welcome. (laughs) Never apologize for our content, Uh, and...
1: Now we're going to close out the episode yes. for real. Yeah. So next week, next next week we're going to yes. be talking about lights out. Yeah,
0: season four, episode twenty, lights out. But
1: I uh, propose that we record it in the dark.
0: I mean, that's sure, absolutely. <laughs> we're going to record it acoustically, Maggie. Um, <laughs> oh. We're going to just shout it into our listeners' ears.
1: I don't sound good without auto tune, though.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, neither do I, but. Our listeners will learn a lot of new things next week. Um, But until then, I've been Sam.
1: And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From
0: the top.